Well, it's, uh, it's very good to be here, and I don't mean standing at the front here. I mean it's good to be here and to see the faces of the body of Christ at Hope. And I'm wearing my mask correctly, thanks to the patience of Florence and her instruction. Um, she's obviously got experience of talking to the elderly, you know. So I'm grateful for that. Um, a simple word, and uh, you know, I just. Uh, well, this is what I felt I should say. I sat down at my computer and uh, with my fingers like that and uh, a bit like Aaron said, this is what came out, you know, so. Bless the Lord for his goodness to us. I'm going to start with a scripture reading, Genesis 1:26. And of course, it's bits of paper with me. So, Genesis 1.26. And the translation is the Christian Standard Bible. Then God said... Let us make man in our own image, according to our likeness. They will rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the livestock, the whole earth, and the creatures that crawl upon the earth. We all are dependent beings, dependent on all that has been given. Is this not okay? That's not working. So we are all dependent beings, dependent on all that has been given initially and is given continuously by the only and almighty God. We live on his world and eat his food and view and experience all that he has made through all the faculties he has given us and using the abilities which are also his gifting in our daily lives. There is nothing that we have not received. Dependency springing forth from elsewhere, not having an independent life force of our own, coming into being from another is an obvious and easily discerned fact. I did not beget myself. And once begotten, did not sustain myself, but was fed and sustained by another. 
educated by another, instructed by another, and was informed, taught, and guided, and enabled to live the life I had been given, having been fully equipped by another. I did not decide to be born, nor equip myself for life of myself, neither did I, nor could I, choose to come into being. But all was a gift, preordained by God, all placed there for me from and by another. There is nothing that I have not received gratuitously and freely. The life that I have is a sheer gift, as is the daily sustenance of it. I am not my own doing, but the doing of another. The fact that I am today is because I have been brought into being. I was born. I'm part of the flow of humanity coming from the very beginning of time at the express behest of God himself. I exist also because of my parents flow forth as it were from them and am in essence what I am because of them. But the same is true of them also. They did not come into being of themselves nor sustain themselves but also flowed forth from another. From whom? They were also gifted with life were also sustained and gifted with education, instruction and guidance as a gift. And so it has been generation by generation, century by century, a huge and vast flowing forth from the very direct creation of the Almighty God himself, Adam, the Son in the sense, and only in the sense, of being that direct creation of God. And it's from here, from this source, that actually and ultimately, generation after generation, we flow forth. The original life God gave Adam comes down through the ages to us. And in that sense, he lives through us, his progeny. His life flows in and through our veins. Genesis 1, 27 and 28a. So God created man in his own image. In his own image he created them, male and female. God blessed them 
And God said to them, Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. And here we are, generations later, filling the earth and subduing it. You just have to look around you. The children of Adam, who himself was brought directly into being by God, the first man to walk upon the earth, to feel the grass under his feet, and open his new-formed eyes to view the myriad stars of the heavens and the far distant mountains. It's absolutely staggering. Here I and you are feet planted upon this earth. Thousands of years after Adam, each of us flowing forth from the beginning of time itself, partakers in a long and continuous and veritable flood of humanity, a stupendous and awe-inspiring panoply of time and peoples innumerable. Yet all is not well. The world we live on, despite its great beauty and abundant fecundity, is broken and chaotic also. And despite being called into being and chosen to exist and blessed in that choosing by God himself, so are we in ourselves, broken and chaotic, in actual rebellion against the very one who made us and exceedingly sinful. For Adam fell, and flowing forth from him, in him so did we. And this is not good news. In fact, it's the very worst news one could possibly get. The old life in and from Adam brings us death and separation by reason of total incompatibility with the absolute holiness of God. Romans 5, verse 12. Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man, and death through sin, in this way, death spread to all people because all sinned. All sinned, no exceptions, including us. Romans 3, 23. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Paul describes it thus in Romans 3, 10 to 18. As it is written, there is no one righteous, not even one. There is no one who understands. There is no one who seeks God. All have turned away, all alike 
have become worthless. There is no one who does what is good, not even one. Their throat is an open grave. They deceive with their tongues. Viper's venom is on their lips. Their mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Ruin and wretchedness are on their paths. And the path of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Paul shows the actions and attitudes of sinful man. And what an indictment that is. How terrible. <clears throat> the actions show forth the heart's disposition. Jesus in Mark 7.23, 7.20-23, says it very clearly. And he said, What comes out of a person is what defiles him. For from within, out of people's hearts, come evil thoughts, sexual immoralities, thefts, murders, adulteries, greed, evil actions, deceit, self-indulgence, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. All these things come from within and defile a person. And that is Jesus' infallible knowing of the heart of man. And that is bad news, the very worst that could be given. The very heart is rotten. And yet, even if it was once, this is no longer our bad news. It does not belong anymore to us. For we are a people who have received a good news and an astounding good news at that. One that should and does fill us with joy and gladness and enduring gratitude. One that breaks the yoke of curse and condemnation inherited from Adam and endorsed by our own evil hearts and the deeds of our own lives. Now that that yoke is broken is indeed good news. Luke 1, 68 and 76, 79. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has visited and provided redemption for his people. And talking of John the Baptist, and you, child, will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give his people knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins. Because of God's merciful compassion, 
the dawn from on high will visit us to shine on those who live in darkness and the shadow of death and guide our feet into the way of peace. Good news for us. Light coming into our darkness and removing from, for us the shadow of death. Dawn from on high. Supernatural, spiritual light, not of earth, but from heaven <coughs> itself. The advent of the eternal Son of God in human form, Jesus, the long-awaited Messiah. And here is the dawn, Mark 14, 15. After John was arrested, Jesus went to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. And John 1, 12 to 13. But to all who did receive him, he gave them the right to be children of God, to those who believe in his name, who are born not of natural descent or the will of man, but of God. Aeons of bondage and the heritage of Adam are now swept away. For men by faith in Jesus can have a new birth, a new foundation, a new beginning from a new Adam and begetter of a new people of God. 1 Corinthians 15, 45 to 49. So it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. However, the spiritual is not first, but the natural, then the spiritual. The first man was from the earth, a man of dust. The second man is from heaven, like the man of dust, so are those who are of dust. Like the man of heaven, so are those who are of heaven. And just as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we will also bear the image of the man of heaven. Two distinct peoples, while apparently holding much in common, yet poles apart, inhabit earth. One of Adam, the man of dust, dead in trespass and sin, and destined for death and destruction. One, formerly of Adam, but by virtue of faith in Jesus and repentance toward God, destined to bear the image of the man of heaven and inherit eternal life.
John 1 John 3 1 to 2 see what great love the Father has given us that we should be called God's children and that is what we are the reason the world does not know us as that it didn't know him dear friends we are God's children now and what we will be has not yet been revealed we know that when he appears we will be like him because we will see him as he is two distinct peoples one of Adam the world does not know us the world is the children of Adam and us whom the world does not know we are the children of God for to all who did receive him he gave the right to become children of God two very distinct peoples one of darkness one of light God is only the father of those begotten born anew in Jesus the others he does not own all outside of Christ will perish utterly and eternally all of those nice people the good neighbors friends even family outside of Christ will perish the whole world outside of Christ will perish Acts 4.12 there is salvation in no other name under heaven given to people by which they must be saved no other name not one not any of the world's religions no matter how well adhered to and devoutly practiced neither Muslim nor Hindu neither Buddhist nor Sikh nor any other practice no matter how good and holy their devotees may appear for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God Romans 3.23 and belong to the man of dust the name by which they must be saved is not an option but a must in John 3.16.17 for God loved the world in this way not in any other way he gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him why not to condemn 
because it is condemned already. The world, that is all men, are condemned already, but offered salvation through the Lord Jesus alone and exclusively. How blessed we are. How full of gratitude and thankfulness we should be that he has opened our eyes to hear and our opened our ears to hear and our eyes to see and softened the soil of our hearts to receive that implanted word. But let us also sorrow and agonize at the fate of those around us. Let us plead with our God and Father for a heart of compassion as we stand secure in his presence, covered by the blood of Jesus, that they too may come under the shelter of his mercy as we. 1 Peter 2, 9, 10. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his possession, so that you may proclaim the praises of the one who called you out of darkness into his marvellous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. You had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Once born of dust and death, but now of heaven and life eternal. Our great privilege, immense, marvellous and wonderful, is to be born again no longer of this fallen race of Adam, no longer condemned and estranged from our God and Creator, but brought near and adopted as sons and daughters through Christ Jesus, our Lord, secure, safe, redeemed, each of us. The children of Adam are in dire peril and know it not. So let us consistently and unfailingly, as long as life lasts, lift up holy hands and seek the face of our Father on their behalf, interceding unceasingly for his mercy and his grace. And Hebrews 10, 19 plus 22a. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have boldness to enter the sanctuary through the blood of Jesus, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. We are welcome 
in his presence through the blood of Jesus and his ears are open to our prayers so let us bear the burden of fallen humanity into his very presence remembering always that we too were once lost in trespass and sin but are now found and reconciled to our God through Jesus. Amen. And may God continue his mercies to us. Amen. Amen. Amen.